Welcome to the SCORE Innovation Podcast. As one of the world's largest reinsurers, SCORE provides insurance companies with diverse and innovative solutions focused on the art and science of risk. The SCORE Innovation Podcast channel sheds light on evolving consumer needs in life and health and property and casualty reinsurance and connects them to global ecosystems. You can subscribe to the channel on your favorite podcast platform to get notified of all our new exciting content. Welcome to the SCORE Innovation Podcast channel for a new property and casualty episode. My name is Veva Collison, Head of Marketing for the Americas, and with me is Philippe Moulin, CEO of DriveCourt, a French-leading telematics company that has recently entered a strategic business development agreement with SCORE. DriveQuant helps insurance deploy mobility measure solutions and new mobility offers such as pay-as-you-drive and pay-how-you-drive insurance. And Graham Johnson, Product Development and Innovation Manager at SCORE. Philippe and Graham, hi, and thank you both for joining us today. Can you please introduce yourselves and tell us a little about this topic and why it yeah. is interesting to you? Thank you. Yeah, my name is Graham Johnston. I work at SCORE in the product and innovation area. Over the last few months, we've been working very closely with Philippe and his company to uh, develop a, a partnership that uh, will help our sedents uh, offer telematic solutions to their clients. Philippe, uh, thank you very much for joining us today. Um, I'm looking forward to having a discussion with you, but perhaps you could say a little bit about yourself and a drive point before we enter into some more details. Hello, Graham. My name is Philippe. I'm an engineer with a PhD in applied mathematics, so my background is quite technical. I used to work in a research institute called IFPEN in France for the automotive industry, and I founded DriveQuant in 2017 when working on the analysis of driving data for mostly for eco-driving purposes. And now the company is focused on the motor insurance industry, where we help insurers launch connected programs. And we are specialized in a smartphone-based telematics. So we use smartphone to collect the data and also to coach the driver for prevention purposes. Uh, thank you for your, I think that gives us a good context. And it's clear that your company has two objectives both aimed at helping the insurers. One is improving road safety and the other one is reducing the environmental impact of mobility. And clearly those two objectives are linked and we've spent a lot of time together discussing those. There's so much we could discuss this afternoon. We've decided to divide the discussion into two episodes. And for this first one, we'd like to focus on road safety and in particular distracted driving. Distracted driving has become a, a very big topic in, in the telematics world over the last four or five years. And in fact, SCORE has just published in its global consumer study some statistics that show that consumers all around the globe list that being distracted was a number one factor that put a driver at most risk of having an accident. Perhaps not so surprising, but it was interesting that across the world we, we saw this pattern and Philippe, we know that your company, DrivePoint, have just published a report on distracted driving, and perhaps this would be a good time for you to share some insights from that research. 
Yeah, so of course, one of the advantage of smartphone-based telematics is that it's possible to measure what happens on the smartphone. And for sure, distracted driving can take many forms. But in our report, and also because this is what we measure, we focus on the use of smartphones while driving. When you're using your phone to call someone, to launch an app, or to send text messages, well, it means uh, several things. It means you're distracted because you're not watching the road, but also because your hearing is less engaged with your surroundings. And also it means that your hands are not on the wheel when you touch your phone. And lastly, your brain is not fully focused on driving. And all these factors can lead to accidents that could be otherwise avoided. Yeah, that, that's true. I can see that all of those activities really distract you from keeping your focus on the road. So what do you think we can do to change some of these disturbing habits? Is there a way we can persuade people to drive more safely? Well, for sure, we are trying to do that. And let's be honest, changing driver habits is difficult. It takes time. And using just a smartphone app you have in your pocket, well, it's not enough. So you need to find the right incentive and to show the right information to the driver to motivate them to develop new habits and lose their old ones. So the first step is really to collect, analyze, understand the data. And our analysts have collected information over uh, a six-month period. The paper we publish is focused on, on six months duration from some of our uh, of the drivers that are connected in our insurance program. This is real-life data showing the habits of something like 8,000 drivers. And in order to analyze what's happening, we split these drivers into two different groups. We have group A and group B. Group A consists of novice drivers, young drivers, who have less than four years of experience. And group B is more diverse, and it's made up of individuals across various age groups and experience level. And we wanted to analyze, understand the difference between the two groups. Thank you. Yeah, I think this illustrates the sheer power of smartphone technology when we're talking about driving behaviours. And um, I think it's something that our students would really value from using more. So you, you created these two groups, one group which had just novice drivers in it, and the other group which had uh, individuals from uh, across the age bands. Uh, and you wanted to compare the, the contrast the, the two groups uh, and the, the data, it's immense, right? It's over six months. There's a lot of data. Individual journeys are, are recorded as well. So tell us a little, about, a little bit about which indicators you use to measure the use of smartphones while driving. Yeah, we can have access to many indicators. We, we chose to focus on two main ones the duration and frequency of phone calls and the frequency of unlocking the phone screen when your uh, screen light changes in intensity and people unlock the screen to use a mobile app or to read to write a text message or to dial a number we measure the frequency so how often this happens against uh, several re reference points of such as per hour of driving uh, so per duration or per 100 kilometers or per 10 trips. And for phone calls, we make similar analysis. So we calculate how many minutes are spent on a call over an hour of driving, or how many calls are made over 1,000 kilometers. 
uh, or, or things like that. Okay, so again, we're sharing, seeing the sheer depth of the analysis that's possible and the factors that can be can be looked at and analysed separately and then together. So let, let's let's set, take this step by step, and perhaps we can start with phone calls. Uh, and what were your main findings in 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 regard to people making phone calls? The more we look at the data, the more we understand and we find interesting things. Our solution is capable of observing uh, several behavioral factors about drivers on call. And for example, if the hands-free in-vehicle communication system is used or not. So th this is legal in, in several countries. We can detect also if the drivers were holding the phones against their ear, meaning they had one hand of the wheel while calling. Uh, it can also detect if a, if a headset is used and if the screen is touched to answer or to dial a number. And what we have found is that group B, so the mixed group with more experience, more general, had worse habit than the newer drivers. So, for example, we can measure that 80% of them are not using the hands-free system compared to 50% of the young drivers. And if you compare the duration of the calls, Again, we found that group B was worse. They spend on average three more times on calls. Okay, so the, this group dials or responds to a call once every 20 kilometers, four times more than group A. You know, that's, that's really fascinating, isn't it? Uh, and it shows that the power of your analysis. And, and it, it feels like you're revealing more and more unknown facts about driving behaviors. And it's fairly unintrusive because it's been recorded on the smartphones. From what you've seen so far, what's been the most surprising finding for you? One of the most surprising findings is that most calls are taken without using the hands-free system and they are initiated by the drivers. Okay, so not the other way around. It's the people in the car that makes the call. So it means the origin of the distraction is not an external cause. Okay, so there's no excuse. It's not like answering an incoming call. It comes from inside the car. It's a decision of the driver. Okay, so this is the kind of things we think is very interesting if you want to run a prevention program, if you want to understand really what's happening with the driver. Okay? And this fact was true across all groups, which shows there's a wide area of improvement there. Well, wow, that is just so interesting. It does show that something you might not have expected to be true is true. Uh, and as you say, it forms a basis of, of uh, organizing a prevention campaign. So let's move on to the second aspect, which is screen unlocking. What did your survey find about screen unlocking? Of course, frequent unlocking is a strong sign of a distracted driver. The driver thinks about something else. And group A, the novice young drivers showed better overall driving behavior which is a little bit surprising. And the group B, the general group, unlocks around twice more often than group A, and almost eight times per 100 kilometers. Okay, and all group B drivers unlock their phones at least once per trip, over 10 trips, a figure only achieved by the third quartile of group A. Group A has 10% of drivers would never unlock their phones at all, which can be said of only 2% of Group B drivers. So th there are huge differences between the two groups. 
And uh, of course, a quick look at your phone may seem like not a big deal, but it raises the risk of accidents significantly. And we, for example, if you try to compute during two seconds the distance that is driven by the car, it can mean at 20 kilometers per hour. If you drive at 20 kilometers per hour, two seconds will be 11 meters. Okay, but at 130 kilometers per hour, during two seconds, you drive 72 meters. It can be huge. Okay. And so the impact you can have if you just release your eye from the road and look at your screen can be dramatic. Yeah, there used to be an old uh, campaign in the UK that said speed kills. And you can see that, yeah, the faster you go, you know, the, the more distance you can travel and, and the more damage you could cause. So, Philippe, you, you also were able to compare the driving habits in the city compared to driving on the highway. And what did you find there about in terms of distracted driving? Well, we found that phone use at the wheel is more common in urban areas where people drive slower at speeds such as under 30 kilometers per hour. This is true for the two group of drivers. And we have found that drivers are less careful in urban areas, which is probably more dangerous also for the others. And probably because their risk perception is low. And I live in urban areas, so I see that many times in my daily life. The urban context does minimize the risk of damage to the drivers and their vehicle, but it's a problem for the other users of the road, like pedestrians, bikers, and motorbikes. And we know that 74% of deadly accidents happen during short or daily trips. So it's a matter of caring for and protecting those around, and not only the driver. And even using the phone when the vehicle is stopped, which is very common in cities because of stop signs and red lights, can have consequences and distraction. You know, these research findings on their own are, are, are fascinating and make you think further and cause you to think about other questions you could ask. But they're also very actionable for an insurance company. So, so let's finish up our conversation today about talking about the implications and possible actions for insurance companies. How can insurers use these data and the technology like the technology that DriveOne offers to promote more conscientious driving and to improve their products and services? Because clearly distracted driving is something that we need to eradicate uh, and insurers have a part to play. In fact, there are a lot of things insurers can do with mobile telematics insights. For example, with the data, insurance companies can customize the services and adapt their offerings according to the distraction profile of the drivers. So this is the underwriting part. There are several possible actions that can be taken. A good example is the pricing. And with clearly identified risk profiles, and as we just saw, it is possible to identify a group of drivers that have very different habits. And for the insurers, it is therefore possible to adapt the price to better reflect the different driving styles at the wheel. But of course, another thing that can be done is prevention. And that's very important. So the, the first thing is to make the drivers aware of their behavior. It's a very important step. First thing is to be transparent. But of course, the indicators, and we are working a lot on this, can be used for advice and prevention messaging, and customized and really adapted to the drivers and their own driving style. 
that can be used for gamification, for example. So we run programs where the insurers give rewards, organize changes to promote good driving. And with the smartphone telematics and with the solution we propose, with offers such as pay as you drive, pay how you drive, combined with prevention, it's very interesting for the insurers because it gives them the opportunity to measure the distractions of their connected customers, but also define the risk profiles in their portfolio and provide a lot of additional services, such as advice to help improve driving prevention and run prevention driving behavior and run prevention program. Okay, this benefits insurer, but also, and maybe first benefits the drivers on the road. And this is really our purpose and the, the mission we have in our company. I'm afraid we've run out of time for today, but as ever, I've really enjoyed talking to Philippe. I mean, this is a big, a very important topic that impacts not just the insurance industry, but as you say, society in general. So I look forward to continuing our discussion with you in the next episode. And uh, thank you again for your time today. Thank you. Thank you both, Philippe and Graham, for joining us. Please stay tuned for the second part of the series, which will be dedicated to eco-driving. Thank you for listening to us today. You can subscribe to the Score Innovation Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite platform, and be our first listener to new releases. Stay tuned and see you at the next episode.